Uh, we want to thank all you fans of this great city of Toronto and the country of Canada. We wouldn't have been able to do this without you guys. I want y'all to help us count this down. We're going to go from five and we're going to unveil this thing. Y'all ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of That's a Rap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales, and we are the champions. <laughs> I was going to try to sing that, but that just didn't come out right. It's okay. Well, um, well, actually, no, I don't know if we're out, like, legally allowed to play that song anyway, so it's okay. So then I we guess we're off to a good start then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good, <laughs> yeah, good on holding off. Dude up the ass. <laughs> My own remix then, so I guess we're safe. Nice, nice. Uh, so which other champions are joining me today? Oh, I don't know about champions, but uh, I am. Uh, the, I guess I'm third place or so. Hell hey, this no. is Come great. On, uh, I think we're all first place. <laughs> no, we're not Superfan. Superfan deserved his ring after all of that that patriotic duty of his. Uh, yeah, this is Dre. Uh, we are after the first game of the season, and no surprise there. It's a dub. We're going to go right into it. It's going to be fantastic. But we need the guy who puts it all together to make it sound good. We need our Fred Van Fleet. We got <laughs> Jason. How's it going? Okay, so if I'm Fred Van Vliet, and that means that Dre, I want to say you're Lowry, and Jay, you are Siakam. That's what I'm going to put. That Ooh. sounds very hope, accurate. I hope that's not that too much. very spicy to me. Right? There you go. Hello, guys. What's up? We are champions. And the beginning of this episode, I thought it would be important for all of us to kind of talk about the ceremony because... Before we start, actually, this is a Raptors podcast for fans, by fans, and we are definitely fans. Our friend Jay was actually at the game. We are very, very jealous. Oh, hey. Jay, you you were on uh, CBC Today or CB24. I'm not too sure which one it was. but you were CBC uh, News Network. CBC yeah. News Network. And they were asking to see that replica ring, man. How was it? How did it go? I wanted You were first-hand experience in the arena. Tell us how it was. How many tears did flow? Were people around you sobbing? Were you sobbing? I really hope you were, man. Just tell me how it was. I, I think that um, you know it was it was an experience like no other, and and I'm I'm trying not to you know rub it in anyone's face that who wasn't there, but I think you felt it even when you're at home. You felt it through the television. You felt yes, it sir. through whatever bar you're at and who you're with. It's it was it felt like it was mid June all over again being in that arena, and you know you we forget that we won it. Uh, we, I say like we're on the team or whatever, but the Raptors <laughs> closed out the series at Oracle, meaning the last time we saw these guys in this building was game five, right? And for the first time, they're back in the arena. And I'm not counting that preseason game on Sunday when n almost none of our starters were there. So yeah, it, it was great to see them all there. And then even for them, I'm sure it was a, a trip down memory lane yeah. in terms of the, um, the the great video package that they were that the Raptors had put together kind of reminiscing on the entire playoff run. And then, of course, there was the ceremony, right? That was the the the, the package that they showed was just the appetizer. And once those, 
there was this table and i'm pretty sure you saw on the, on the broadcast where mm-hmm. like the larry obese in the middle and then all the it's surrounded by all the rings and i'm kind of sad just gave you goosebumps i'm kind right of sad that. that it wasn't spinning i have i'm a sucker for when things are on display and it's spinning i was just I waiting the, for the larry obese wasn't spinning no, no i don't think it was i think it might have been too dangerous oh maybe it was just spinning in my head maybe <laughs> Your head was spinning. I think everything was going on. Everyone knows what we're, what we're there to see, right? And you know, uh, kudos to all the fans. Like they, everyone was in their seats for seven o'clock. Like I, I didn't see an empty seat in the house. And um, the, I think the first thing they did in the arena was they busted out the the, the Larry B that that little table, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the second it was like unveiled, like there wasn't even like a ceremonial like lifting of a you know a veil or anything like like the banner. It was just it just kind of got rolled out. And the second people saw it, then you could feel a buzz. And right. everyone you, you hear some people clapping and cheering. Oh. And then the coaches start walking out. And then the claps start getting louder. And then like I think the very first person that walked out of the tunnel was Eric Moreland. And then it just yes. started going crazy, right? Yeah. They all start walking out and just kind of lining up there that's incredible and because like on, the amount of times that we've gone to like a game it's just so normal for these guys to run out or walk out into the tunnel but this one i mean i'm thinking about i'm feeling it right now i'm just feeling goosebumps thinking about it uh like seeing i wasn't there but i imagine seeing that larry O'Brien, and then everyone started cheering it's almost like when you're in a presence of like a celebrity or something this is this is the championship right and now we kind of you're right jay the we haven't seen these guys on our floors since the the finals, and so now it's time for us to like give them the applause that they deserve and get that feeling back. And it it's so strange when you think back. It was four months ago was the parade. We were two point something million, three million people were all in the streets hit, taking a holiday basically, and we were celebrating the Raptors. And then all of a sudden it was the draft, and then all of a sudden Kawhi left, and then all of a sudden to start the season. So now it's like this gave us another chance to reminisce again. And I, I feel like, I don't know how about, how about you guys, but I felt like they did a fantastic job. And I was a little concerned because, you know, it was our, la- it was our first, hopefully or not our last, but it was our first parade. And we all know that didn't go too well planned wise, but this one, I felt like they planned it pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't had a championship for, for a while. And th- this was so many eyes were on this. And I know I tweeted this out and I messaged you guys. This was the most watched regular season game ever in Canada. 2.6 million total views, average of 774,000 uh, people, which is 39% from last year. And that's a lot of eyeballs watching this game. Granted, it might have been just watching the first like half an hour and then, oh yeah, there's a game on. But what did you guys feel? Like There has been something. When I saw that banner unveiled like i honest i i'm being honest right now there was tears there was tears i want to know what your thoughts were i guess i'll give my thoughts before we get into the first-hand accounts that uh that you had jay because you were fortunate enough to be there and i can't even imagine um it was pretty crazy because i've seen these kinds of ceremonies before but to know that it's like your your hometown is it's pretty nuts you know the banner was very nice the rings were very nice. It was Surge that killed me. As soon as I saw Surge go, I was like, oh my goodness, that was it. I was done. <laughs> I couldn't take it. Yeah. Surge was too much because that's that right yeah, there. That was going to be one like... of my questions. Was who, which one of the guys did you see? Which name was introduced? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, like, you know, because that's like, you know, when you're crying in the moment of the game, it's a rush, it's everything, but like, the ring ceremony, you've had months to digest this. You've taken it all around Africa, Serge. You've you've toured with the Larry OB, but it's not about that. It's once he got the ring, he he was like, I'm actually there now. Yeah. I came from one of the most monstrous lineups of this decade in OKC, and I'm one of two champions out of that lineup. And I'm not James Harden, and I'm not Russell Westbrook. That had to hit hard, because like he was like the forgotten one, and here he is. And then you see everybody else's reactions as well. Like, oh, it was just, it was just a, it was a lot. But like to see Serge was like crazy because he knows he's a visceral player. He sometimes does the wrong things, but because he he plays with passion, he sometimes lets his temper get the best of him, and that's how you know that he's real. Mm-hmm. So in this kind of moment, that's all it is. It's it's real, you know. Like he doesn't you? hold back, and like it's too much. What about you, Jay? Who is it? Which name was introduced that got you? Uh, honestly, it had to be Norm, man. <laughs> Norm, when he so started, Norm. Yeah, you know why? Because when he, when he started dancing and everything like that, I started remembering that he, he grew up uh, with the Raptors. And I, for, for some reason, I have an affection for Norm, man. Like he's, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Like he's kind of awkward, and he, he, but he's, all, he's also very lovable. And when he started dancing, I was like, man, I love this guy. I really love this guy. And then, and then, then you got like Freddie Van Vliet, who was behind him, like laughing. It was like, these guys are, it's just like a brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like every single one of them, there wasn't one player that kind of got me. It was just everybody, that whole ceremony, each and every player that came out and, and you can just see how their their eyes kind of lit up and and their handshaking uh, Adam Silver and the the board of directors and it was just, it was such a good feeling man like how many times have we been watching this NBA and watching the bring ceremony for other teams now that we have it like I don't know about you guys but I just bought the the DVD or the Blu-ray it's a little bit much honestly <laughs> uh, but I, I I have to get it because I want to watch this over and over and over again and this ceremony is no different honestly man and you're right I mean I think we all want a piece of this right yes I was able to go to the game and and, and I, I'm very lucky and blessed to have been able to but everyone just wants any piece of it I mean I, I yeah. I'll list off to you guys some of the things that they were selling in in, in the store but um, but going back to the, the to the question, you know who got me was OG. Second his yeah. name came up, I was like, you know, you just start thinking about what he's gone through over the past year. Right, and right. it was like, man, if if anyone on this team, you know, kind of deserved this, like they all do, but man, he really needed it. And, you know, he he showed out last night. Like he, oh, he yeah. played to the potential that we've always been talking about. I'm sure we'll talk about that more a little bit later, but like I was really happy for him. And then once that started, it was like, all right, now I'm just emotional for the rest of this thing. Um <laughs> And a little bit, you know, a little bit, uh, it, it, I don't know, I, I didn't think about this beforehand because like co- coming into this, you already know, like say OG story and Serge's story and whatever. But uh, I almost got, you know, what almost got me was Jamal McGlure. Yes. When he was starting to raise um, the roof. You know, the, yeah. Cat, yeah. And, you know, he was the, I think it was the third last coach they announced. Because so, yeah. I remember it was Adrian Griffin before uh, Nick Nurse, but when it was Jamal Bouguer, I'm like, man, this boy is from Toronto. Like, he's probably always dreamed about, yes. you know, raising the banner and getting a ring in his hometown. Like, and he got it. And yeah, he's an assistant coach, but he was a big part of this, right? So, you know, before every game, you, you would see him, you know, doing one-on-one drills with uh, with Kawhi, and it was like, 
there you are, man. You you've earned it. So, yeah, those two, Jamal and uh, and OG, got me. But nice. yeah, it was quite a special moment. And, and I guess along the same lines of the ring ceremony, were you guys cool with like the order of it? Like obviously Kyle being last and all, but you guys cool with the order? Like how they were introduced? Like coaches first, and like I don't know. We we had I think it was Siakam was second last, but were you guys cool with the order? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it wasn't any form of favoritism. It was the kind of thing where they obviously thought long and hard about players' impacts on the team as a legacy during the playoffs and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Lowry makes the most sense because he's been there the longest. He's been the hungriest. He's been that guy who's always said, I want the ring, I want the ring. And, you know, it, it could sound like blowing hot smoke, but, you know, here he is, then he pulled it off. And Siakam's second is is perfect because he was like one of the most impactful players there and he's the face of the franchise which we will get into that very soon um yeah i think the order was perfect it was basically like what happened during the parade it was a similar order where it's like this is how they were all lined up and um you know what actually got me man jay going back to your question is Masai. He was the first one, right? Oh, yeah. He was the first one that, oh, yeah. that got it. And he he's out there. He's like riving up the crowd. He's looking at his team and he's just screaming, right? And maybe it was a little forced, but at the same time, it's like, I'm so happy that this guy is leading our team. And it's not that he, it, he, it's not like he's showing that, you know what, this was my doing. Like I told you we were going to get a ring in the city and I did it for you guys. There's none of that. There was celebrate this, right? That when he, when his name was called, his arms were raised, his, his bolsterous loud sound, uh, it, it was, it, it was that, that took me, um, that, that got some emotion out of me for sure. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to any of the any of the order, there I guess there was no surprise there at all. Um, and then when it led to the oh, one thing I do, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say one thing I do want to say about um, the the banners. Um, kudos to the Raptors for doing it right. Like, and I'm not just talking about just the championship banner, which obviously looked amazing and you know very smart of them to etch everyone's names along the side because that's you know very well done but also very smart of them to make changes to the division yes 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 because that's a sign that like okay we're a franchise that hasn't really accomplished much so i guess we'll do a banner for claiming the atlantic division which isn't really that amazing Mm -hmm. so very smart of them to say hey you know what let's just do one banner list all the years that we've got the eastern like the sorry the Atlantic Division champions and move on because that's that's no big deal anymore, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Now it's like instead of like, I don't know, four different Atlantic Division championship banners, which again, no one really cares about, it is just one of the divisions and then one of the conference uh, champions and then of course the the finals one. So very well done by the Raptors to, to kind of amalgamate and make it look, uh, you know, a lot more storied there for the, for the, for the franchise. And that finals banner looks nice too. Like oh, with the black. And did you guys notice the names, the last names around the banner too? Like you can see yes. Lowry and Pascal. Thing, right? like it's it, it, very it was, subtle. Yeah. Right? Very subtle. Very nice. Uh, speaking of which, what do you guys think about the rings? Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> like, like it's, it's very Toronto. Uh, it's got the skyline. It's got the, the North. 
it's flashy, it's hip, it's very current, but it's also very traditional with just its typical ring layout. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it just looks fantastic. The color scheme, the I don't even like there's too much. There's too much. Jay, you have one of these. What does it look like in person? It looks glorious. So <laughs> I said this, I said this on CBC and it, it rings true now is that, you know, you hear that everyone in the arena is going to get one. So that's like what, 20,000, right? Mm-hmm. You figure if they're, if they're going to be giving these away, it's probably dollar store material, which I'm still not going to complain about. Right. It, it looks just like it. It's just obviously not going to have the same weight. Yeah. But if you actually hold it and wear it, it is heavy. Yeah, eh? Like it, it, when they say replica, they, it's like they're almost even trying to like replicate the weight because that thing's got, you know, it, it, everyone who, cause I brought it to work today, <laughs> everybody, you know, tried it on, took a picture with it. And every single person that touched it and held it was like, yo, this feels real. Yeah. This feel like this is not plastic. If you guys want to, so that's one thing I will say. If you guys want to know a little bit, of, a little ring detail per Josh Lewinberg, there are, um, 74 diamonds around the skyline, the Toronto skyline, uh, for that accumulates to all the wins from regular season and playoffs from last year. There is a six Jeez. diamonds all around the Scotiabank Arena that reps the six. Uh, is 1.2 carat atop the Lario B, which is the largest diamond ever in a pro championship ring. 16 rubies on the outer edge for the 16 playoff wins, and each one of these uh, rings for the players has something etched inside that has to do with, you know, something personal or something. Like, I'm assuming for someone like Fred Van Vliet, it has better yourself, or Norman Powell, there's going to be understand the grind, and, uh, you know, everybody's mantra, I guess, that's which is pretty dope. And then, of course, you have, like, it's all customized with the last name and the number, and it's it's incredible. And I think what, my favorite detail of the ring Dre, you said it best with the with the skyline, but also in the front is where it had that has that chevron of the north, and it yeah. it's it's it seems, um, I would have been I wouldn't have been surprised if they went back to the dinosaurs, but because they chose the north, is really cool because it's kind of like moving towards the future because this north this chevron isn't too new. Right, uh, they they kind of implemented maybe a couple of years ago, and I know that. Uh, Kyle, um, he had a say in a lot of the design of it too. So I'm wondering if his input of that Chevron was his idea. Uh, would I just think that's really cool. Uh, it looks very Toronto Raptor now. Like it doesn't look like anything I've ever seen of other other rings. Maybe it's because I'm biased. I haven't really taken a look at you know all the Cavs ones or the Golden State ones. But this is just it's so authentic. It's so different and it's beautiful and i know we might be talking a little bit too long about you know the rings and the ceremony but like guys this is this is the first let one us have get to do let that us again. have this like this yeah, is just let us have this moment this, this is, is just it. us talking about a championship our team winning a championship our team getting this ring and we've always 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 seen someone else in our 25 years of existence we've always seen some other team that has gotten these rings and you're just thinking you know what what about us you know what about us? And now we have it. Hey, do you know how many were of the real ones, not the replica ones? Do you know how many were created for um, Raptors staff? I do not know. Were created. I do not know. If you were to guess, how many? Three hundred. 
That's a good guess. Good guess. That's a good guess. Oh, it's higher than that. Oh wow, really? What? I thought I was being I thought, insane. I, yeah. I would not have thought it would have been more than three hundred. That's a really good guess. But you know what the final number was? Apparently, it's something like. Oh man, they just said it on the news. It's uh, it's either seven hundred or nine hundred. What? Okay, so the Wonder Super Fan could get one then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about like who who else was gonna get right? Yeah. Because um, my my cousin, you know, a long time ago, my cousin used to date this guy who was uh, I think in the accounting department of the at the time the Florida Marlins, and they won the World Series back in the early two thousands, and he got a ring. Oh, and I remember hmm. he showed it to me and I, I held it and I wore it and I was like, this is the biggest ring I've ever seen in my entire life. And he's, he's just in the accounting department, right? It was, so you, you think about like how many people are in this organization, right? Like, um, like Jay, like you, you, you remember the guys that we worked with. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine all of them got one? Do you, right? did, you remember like, are you sure all of the crew got that? I don't know. If but if they did, that's they, pretty incredible, man. I'm 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 happy for them. I think we gotta reach out to our yeah, old friends. Yeah, we so totally do. <laughs> hey, uh, do you guys? Uh, I want to know how much they <laughs> saw. Honestly, I I want to. I haven't seen it. I've been trying to find, and I know that this is a Canadian company that made these rings. I want to know how much in uh, this cost in Canadian dollars. I want to say. Okay, so uh, someone, I can answer that question. I, I, yeah, you can. Because I was going to say, I hope someone can tweet us an answer to it. But uh, can I guess, though? Yeah, sure. I sure, want to say 45 Gs. Uh, Dre, you got a guess? I, I, th- I think it was lower than that, wasn't it? I have no idea what to guess. 35? Uh, I believe it is 10,000. Oh, okay. I'm way over. <laughs> I'm way over. I was gonna guess lower, but then I felt bad. I was being optimistic. <laughs> well, wow. this is the thing. I'm not 100 percent sure because okay, so uh, there were several booths set up throughout the arena, um, set up by the maker of this ring. Um, it's Baron Jewelers, mm-hmm. and they set up kiosk all around, basically saying, "Hey, listen, yeah, you got your replica ring. That's great and all, but if you want the real deal, I'm we're selling it here." Uh, you can order it here. You can have it customized and all that stuff. And they had uh, several other types of jewelry that they were also doing. Um, and yeah, and it they had like a whole catalog. Anyways, short long story short, visit RaptorsChampionshipRing.com and it's all there. You can buy this replica for 20 bucks. Yeah. It's on there. I don't know if it, I'm assuming it's sold out, but for sure, check it out. I'm pretty sure they would try to restock it. Um, but yeah, there are you know, quote unquote, real versions of this out there with real diamonds and whatever. And I think the most expensive one I saw was was 10,000. So I assume mm. that's kind of the closest one to what the players are getting. But I, you know, I guess going back to you, Jay, I guess it is, that's probably not the, the exact what the I, players got. So maybe it's just, maybe I, have a, I have a thought. I just, because, you know, 10,000 doesn't seem very much. I know, like, like who am I to say ten thousand is a frick ton of money, <laughs> but when it comes to NBA championship rings, it's like you you saw those that Serge Ibaka uh, Instagram right where he was unboxing his ring like that. It's a it's an entire suitcase. There's a champagne bottle. There is a box to unveil the ring. There's like a, what looks like a USB key for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, but out of all of that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that came up to a total of like 35, like Dre said, even 40. So, yo, I mean, well, that's why I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like th- those look impressive. Um, 
yeah <laughs> it's it's cool it's I, i'm almost honestly i'm just kind of dumbfounded uh I, we didn't really t- had too much of a plan of what we want to talk about because i wanted to come back to this feeling about like yo like that was cool wasn't it like what a moment what a moment that we had this is the beginning of the season there's 81 more games to watch but everybody was watching this ceremony and getting these rings and and then finally hearing lowry which i i respect him for saying you know uh uh missing Kawhi and danny and jordan lloyd and jeremy lynn that was that was a really classy moment i really enjoyed that and then when they when he finally revealed it I remember the time, short, short story, I remember the time when uh, Chris Bosh, I was there, he revealed uh, the, I think it was a conference championship, the first, our first conference championship. I was there at that game, and that already was so, so exciting. I couldn't imagine, Jay. I honestly, like, I know you said that you're, you're not trying to put, <laughs> rub it in anybody's face, and I know you don't, you're not, but my jealousy level, my FOMO level was through the roof when I started playing uh, any place TV and trying to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, a lot of people would ask me, like, oh, well, isn't it going to be weird to watch it by yourself? I'm like, no, it oh, wasn't. Hell because no. we were all hell there no. yeah, together. Sure. Like, the guy next to me yeah, was a single. And immediately, like, we hit it off because we're all there for the same yeah. reason. We're there to celebrate, you know, last year and get ramped up for this year. So, yeah, it was it was an experience like no other, right? And, you know, I'd hope to feel it again, you know, next time we win a championship. I mean, we're, it, it, I mean, we're, we're counting down the days till Giannis ends up here, right? So, <laughs> yeah, we're getting closer. It's not, you don't have to wait too long for yeah, this. Absolutely. All right. So enough about that. You know, we're going to continue talking about it for sure throughout, maybe off air or something. But let's hit a break and let's actually talk about the game and what's coming next for the Raptors. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Oh, I think Serge got one of those in his unboxing of his ring. Okay. I have to ask nice. you a question now. I, now, that, now that you brought back Serge, was he actually crying? Honestly speaking, yes. I was wondering the same thing. I don't yes. think he was. I don't think he was. I think I he think was just. Was. I think he was just showing off the ring. I think he was just putting the the ring finger in front of like his face to show off, like, oh my god, look at that. You know what? Like, get his towel or something on. I know, his but Powell was also crying. laughing around him too. I don't know if he was cried. That's awesome. I'm not taking it away from him. I think that's amazing to show your emotions. By all means, please. But I don't think he was crying. I think, you know, when I absolutely, you know, when like uh, guys and girls show off their engagement rings, like I, I would flop mine too, man. You know, so I'm thinking that's what, what Serge is doing. But I could, the be guy right. was hiding his face, so he wasn't flashing at all. I could be totally right. think he was crying. Jay, you could be right. All well, right. he better have been because I got emotional over whatever the hell he yeah. was doing. <laughs> so did I, man. So, <laughs> trust me, so did I. I was singing along till we were the champions. So, all right, but there was a game going on. It was a, a, a what? I know, right? It was a game. I don't. Jeez. I don't know what you know. We were talking. My my wife and I and my sister actually came over to watch the whole ceremony and everything. And then we were thinking, it was like, what happens if they had the ceremony and you could pay to go for the ceremony, just a ceremony, and it happened around I don't know three o'clock, let's say three o'clock. Uh, and it was like, oh, well, it looks like some people did that. I, well, you can't. You know, I guess you're not really allowed to like pay and just. Oh, you can, but why would you pay so much money just for the ceremony? I, I saw some people just leave once the game started. There were some empty seats. Jay, is that is that true? The 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 whole ceremony was over. My eyes were just glued to the court. Yeah. Like I never okay. really 
Fair, fair. Noticed any, you know, empty seats. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been surprised. If there was like a, a ceremony you can pay for it, I would have paid it 100%. Anyways, but yeah, like I said, there was a game. Jay, to your surprise, there was a game. Uh, and it was a thriller. And it was, yeah. it's pretty cool because usually when there is a whole, uh, some sort of first game, uh, recently it's always been some sort of blowout. So this was kind of cool to watch uh, an actually uh, good game for at least, you know, three quarters in an overtime. Um, but the Pelicans is a good team. Uh, I know that we've spoke about it last last episode with Adams from South of the Six, and we're talking about you know the Pelicans is a very pesky team. They're from the West. They have uh, they have a good young group. I know Zion wasn't playing, but you still got JJ Redick was killing us. Um, Lonzo wasn't playing very much, but Ingram was playing really well. Josh Hart is a dog, so this was a pretty good game. Uh, one thirty, one twenty three, OT for OT win for the Raptors. What do you guys think? Like real quick, what did you guys think about the game? Yeah, I think it started off a little slow. I remember thinking, I was like, oh my goodness, it's been like 25 minutes and it's still the first quarter. But that quickly changed. Um, by the second half, it got really insane. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the overtime. <laughs> like, it, it went from zero to a million. Like, it just went to like super light speed, ludicrous speed. It just went crazy. So it definitely ended up becoming a very noteworthy first game to watch. And it was very special for a couple of reasons. And I literally mean a couple of reasons. I feel like some people, some players had some pretty good games, some players not so much, but literally a couple of them, Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam, for the very first game of the actual official season, prefaced the possible future of the Raptors. Here's Freddie starting alongside Kyle Lowry. And here's Pascal assuming the role as the new figurehead of the franchise, both hitting over 30 points. Pascal Siakam, a player of his build and his type, getting 18 freaking rebounds? Mm -hmm. That's insane. And, like, I don't know about you guys, but watching everything else, it felt like a very good regular season game. Watching Van Vliet and watching Siakam, it felt like I was watching the playoffs again. They were absolutely nuts. And that, to me, that was like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, we we crowned Pascal Siakam most improved player. I don't think the guy's even peaked yet. And then you have Fred Van Vliet, which some people online are, like, joking most approved player part two, but they might not be wrong. The guy proved he's a starting position yeah. qualifier. Like those two alone were fantastic. And then he had some late game stops with, with Marcus Saul, uh, who proved his worth, but not on a, my fantasy team. Cause whatever he did wasn't stats worthy, but he still helped bring us into the overtime, which, which is always great. OG was cold a little bit, but then at other times he was fantastic. So clearly his drive is still intact, and we can't wait to see what's going to happen afterwards. And then Lowry was Lowry. Always hungry, always determined. And at the end of the day, we got to win. So those are my takeaways. Did was, you feel like solid. Did you feel like with the, with this being the uh, Siakam and Van Vliet, almost like the coming out party for them? Well, not, not so much for Siakam, but... You know, it's a big statement from those two. Do you feel like this was the passing of the torch from Lowry to Siakam and Van Vliet? A little, yeah. Except, you know, Kawhi wasn't there to pass it himself. And he obviously had a big 
huge gaping hole with Danny Green not being there either. So what do we need? We need a guy to command who's not just a point guard, but a showstopper, a tall guy, a quick guy, a guy who can get buckets. That was Siakam. And we also need the guy with the three ball. We also need the guy who could spread the floor. That was Van Fleet. So in ways, it was Lowry assuming... It's almost as if you're right. It's almost as if Lowry is still wanting to be a champion, but now he's not assuming the leadership role strictly. He's allowing others to to become so because he's done his duty and this is a new phase. And even Gasol, look, again, I've got him on my fantasy team and my team's hurting, (laughs) but in ways, uh, as we've discussed before, a lot of his worth is not recorded in stats. And it's almost as if he was also allowing the quicker, more agile Pascal to pick up all the rebounds and just figure it out on his own. And let me tell you, like, as a one-man insanity or two-man wrecking crew, that's a beautiful face of the franchise that we've got there in terms of our future. So, yeah, if this is the passing of the torch, I am stoked. Yeah, and you know what? I couldn't help but think about last year's – game against the pelicans where you know they were one of the very few teams that came into this arena and beat us on our home floor and it was a bit of a shock at the time i remember we couldn't stop Etwan Moore and drew holiday and anthony davis were just wreaking havoc on us and we just couldn't stop them and you know we were still kind of gelling as a team getting to know each other um, but i remember I was, I was a little bit shocked at that and there were similarities to that this time around where you know the, the pelicans kind of took advantage of that emotional high that we were on that emotional hangover that that was that opening ceremony and you you could see it in the first half Mm -hmm. we were a little bit sluggish um, uncoordinated at times people were missing their defensive assignments wide open threes all over the place so um, you know the pelicans came ready right and and this is what we're going to see for the entire season we have that target on our back but at the same time what i was really impressed by was our it felt like our championship resolve kind of shone through and, you know, whenever the Pelicans would make a run, we would answer. Whereas if I compare it to last year's game against the Pelicans, you know, they would come running at us and we would try to answer, but then they would hit us right back. And, you know, we always had an answer for their punches. And, and you know, to your point about Siakam, it, it, you're right, Dre. It, he actually has more room to grow. He was not perfect mm-hmm. uh, yeah. during the game. The 34 and 18, as amazing as they were, and he still probably could have gotten more. I mean, he had some crappy fouls called on him. He was a beast on the board, which is something that is really going to be missed um, from Kawhi. And yeah, um, yeah I, th- I thought that he there still is more room there for for improvement, which is exciting as as a Raptors fan as we try to you know transition over to the era of Siakam and and again hopefully Van Vliet. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited about what this, what the game itself showed us in terms of what we could expect this season. And you know, there were little signs of it during the game where uh, there were some lulls in the half court offense, and there are going to be those stretches this year, right, where we don't have the Kawhi that we can lean on to just bail us out when the offense stalls. But at the same time, we still dropped 130 points. So you know, yep. even though we had those lulls, we managed to answer them and and, and and score a great amount of points against a very solid um, possible playoff team. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jay? Uh, I'm with you guys with how uh, we all believe that Pascal is definitely the number one, <clears throat> our number one option. 
like what I noticed in the game is that he hardly forced anything. His shooting percentage was a little rough, but he got to the line and it kind of he made it look and seem like he was supposed to have the ball, not like that he was trying to be that guy. I feel like he he wanted to show in his own way that, you know what, let him be Pascal Siakam. He's not trying to fill the void like Kyle Lowry said. He's not going to fill the void of Kawhi Leonard because that's at this point is physically impossible. But let Pascal be Pascal, and you can see what he's done. 34 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists. Some crappy calls, yes, but I mean, even with a, a, sh- a poor shooting percentage, y- 34 points. Like, I remember watching it, I looked at his, his box score, and I was like, oh, that doesn't seem very good. And you look at it, he's like 27 points. Damn, already? Like, it, it, was, it was just really cool to see him already, game one, step up into that role of number one option. But that's not the guy who impressed me the most. The one person that impressed me was Fred Van Vliet. He is not, like, not just his career high with 34 points, but his composure on the floor. Like, this kid is 25 years old, man, and his demeanor, he's like a 35-year-old vet. He never seems to crack his in, his in his emotions. And whenever Fred is on the floor, I don't know about you guys, but he eludes this feeling of success, and it feels like he's, we're just going to win every single time. There's no celebration. He shot that dagger three at the end, uh, and he kind of kept that pose there for a second and ran back. I love it. I love that kind of player that you don't need to show so much emotion. Just do your job, you know? And when when I see Fred taking, um, taking on kind of like that, that Lowry role now, I also feel like Fred is taking on that Pascal role from last year. So Pascal was the second option, I guess, like to... 2A and 2B with Lowry, but now Fred is taking on a second option, that second solid option, while letting the first option, i.e. Siakam, flourish. So there's no ego involved. He's kind of letting Pascal take charge on most possessions, because you know what he's capable of, and slowly in the background, he's running the team. And he's kind of like that release valve when necessary. He's always getting that like in-transition lefty layup, He's kind of doing what Norm is trying to do every time he goes up for a layup. And and take, he, again, he's kind of like taking that Lowry role perfectly. He's passing on the torch. Lowry, he's going to get his 22 points. He's going to get his charges. He's going to be the one, the vocal guy, who's going to charge up his team and also talk to the refs and be, uh, I, I guess, buddy-buddy with everybody in the league. But I feel like this is going to be, and you can slowly see it. And I know this is game one, but you're slowly seeing that this game this team is going to be Fred Van Vliet's to lead. Siakam's going to be the star. And OG is going to be the one, that young gun on the, in the background. So those three were f- incredible to watch. And that's what I took out of this game. It was, it was fun uh, it, at the end. I'm, I'm glad we came out with the win, to be honest. But this is a, it was a good Pelicans team. It was a good test. And I'm glad we came out with that win. Mentioned OG. He's the one I was most excited about. I wanted to see something out of him yesterday, and I did. Uh, his specifically, if I want to call out one specific play, that uh, the Pelicans' last play in regulation, he just shut down Drew Holiday. Yes, Drew Holiday, yes, absolutely. Uh, when he wanted to, he was slick and was able to get his baskets, regardless of what defense was was going against him. But on that final play, OG really just shut him down. And I know that's just one play, but no, there were signs. There was another route. one too. There was one where it was like a defense. Uh, it was a 
it was almost like a box in one, but the one was OG and he was in the middle, kind of running around in the paint and trying not to get a three second violation. But when uh, the ball was moving and Josh Hart went for a layup, OG was came out of nowhere and swatted him, and then we came went for like a traditional layup or something like that. So yeah, OG. Yeah, I remember definitely. that. I remember that block, but I, I forgot how the whole play went down. Mm-hmm. So thanks for 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 remembering okay. that. So yeah, I mean, I I'm very excited about him because then you know if you remember last year it would be either Kawhi would be on the other team's best perimeter defense uh, player while siakam just kind of lurked and was that second option to help out on the defensive end and he we already know here as all defensive uh talent so now you just swap og in there for Kawhi, and siakam's role doesn't have to change defensively which is great because then he can expend his energy on offense which is where we'll need him a little bit more so very exciting to see. Um, you know, I want to see more of this from OG. I love the confidence he had. He was driving a lot. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see these guys moving forward. Yeah. Um, okay. Now that I'm taking part of this whole fantasy league thing, there's going to be some salt on these episodes coming from me. <laughs> I've got Drew Holiday on my team. And it's thanks to players like OG that my team sucked yesterday because Drew Holiday didn't have his usual type of game. And I feel like part of that is that, as you were saying, Jay, because OG was starting to click into his own. There were times where OG was, like, misfiring completely, but that didn't stop him. The guy was still trying. And when he was hot, he was very hot and instrumental to why we stayed in the game, especially because without Zion there, you know, I, I don't want to jump on the Zion train, but the guy's a beast. Without him there, no question, the next guy in line is Drew Holiday. And you look at the stats, and he's nowhere near Brendan Ingram or anything. Like, Drew Holiday was, unfortunately for my fantasy team, completely lackluster. And part of that was having to go toe-to-toe with OG Anobi, which, you know, if all things considered, Drew's a much better player, but OG clearly doesn't believe that. And that's what we want. We want OG to not be satisfied with himself to keep going. And that's how you get from a frozen first quarter to being one of the most dominant players for the Raptors mm-hmm. later on. And that's uh, exactly what we need. For and them. it shows that OG can guard multiple positions, one through four. Like, Drew Holiday is a crafty point guard, but he's also big enough to face those Tristan Thomases and and Mitchell Robinsons. And, like, these, these guys are big, but OG is really big and strong too so i'm glad that he's taken on that role of being that closeout defender for for the opposite team's uh number one option pretty much but okay so before we keep going with the the home opener i want to look into the future whenever you you guys are are listeners you'll probably be listening to this either tomorrow or or maybe on the weekend where there is a going to be a back-to-back with the Raptors so they are playing Friday against Boston in Boston and Saturday at Chicago so I wanted to get your quick takes Uh, I know we can't really say too much about it I mean Boston just lost to Philly today Uh, we are recording this on 23rd uh, Wednesday and not very good games by Kemba only 12 points not a very good game by newly max player Jalen Brown their plus player was Gordon Hayward, and I don't know how much you'll take from that. So I'm not afraid about. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not afraid about that Boston game. Honestly, it's going to be tough because it is in the Boston Garden. So you know, 
it's always a ruckus in there. But I, I it's it's weird. This this Chicago Bulls train is is I guess it's kind of taking uh, a toll on me too. But I'm a little afraid about that Saturday game versus Chicago, mainly because it's a back to back. But hey, Larry Marketing, he he killed it today. Uh, let's see what his stats were. Marketing was seventeen, a very Siakam esque line. Thirty five and seventeen. Damn man. So. Zach Levine was 16. That was Kobe White was 17. Like this is a this is a solid solid team win. Um, what do you? Right, got? I need I need to add some clarity to your numbers here. All right, go for um, it. For the Bulls, yeah, great numbers from from Markinen and Levine and all. But let's face it, they lost to the Charlotte Hornets. No one should yep. be losing to the Charlotte <laughs> that Hornets. That is true. That is true. That's uh, why I'm on the strain. Right, and then with with the Celtics, understandably, they they lost today because they were facing. A 76er squad that was at home, and they've, you know, they're they're head and shoulders better than the Celtics. So I, I'm not taking too much out of that Celtics loss. Um, one thing I also would urge you not to take too much uh, light of is uh, Irving dropped Kyrie Irving dropped 50 points today. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They still lost at home to my Timberwolves. Yeah, to the Timberwolves. So like it's. The, you know, the the first week of the NBA season, there's a lot of feeling out of different teams and players. But, you know, something is is might become very evident with these teams. Uh, we'll figure it out fairly soon. Is like, who are the contenders and who are the pretenders? Um, oh, that's I, nice. I, I could have, I, I, I would have hoped for something more out of, to see something better out of the Bulls facing a really crappy Hornets team. And... You know that was that was not a good showing to to lose to that team. And nope. you know while I I originally had some thoughts about saying that we might lose to the Bulls because they have some promising young guys there, um, they will also be on the back end of a back to back. So yeah, I, I'm I mean I'm jumping the gun a bit here, but I'm basically saying I'm agreeing with you that we're going to beat the Celtics, but I'm also saying that we're going to beat the Bulls. So taking <laughs> um, with the win, yeah, win, win. I hope I didn't ruin it there. No, not at all. Dre, any final thoughts when it comes up to the next couple of games for the Raptors? Oh, God. I mean, I'm not going to look too deeply into that that Boston game because Boston's clearly going to try and figure out... Look, I like Kemba, but Kemba is basically Kyrie Irving, but worse. So, uh, not much worse, but he's worse. And they're probably still trying to figure it all out. Um, they don't have an amateur coach, so there's also that. I could see room for improvement based on coaching ability alone. Uh, Gordon Hayward, former All-Star. I've written him off completely by this point, but, you know, that's not his fault. Uh, but, you know, we'll figure it out. Even though they're missing Al Horford, even though they're missing Kyrie Irving. I don't know. I'm not going to look into that too deeply because and it's not a bias here. The 76ers are whack right now. They are. That's like saying, oh, no, the the so-and-so team lost to the Clippers. Gee, I wonder why. And it's like, because it's the Clippers. Right now, they're an exceptionally hot team. You know, we've got top-tier teams that we're ranking. Nobody who's thinking right is ranking Boston top in the East. And I mean, like, top, top, like, first or second in the East. We know it's going to be a crapshoot after the top two. So I'm not going to read too deeply into it. I, I'm still feeling a little dodgy about them. That that's all I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Bulls, I hope we kick the uh, ever-loving crap out of. We have to, <laughs> please. I hope so too. All right. Well, 
that's going to be it for today. Uh, I'm hoping we come up with a win-win-win, but this is the start of the season, guys. There's 81 games more, and while the time you hear this, probably probably 78 or something like that. But until next time, Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs, and you can follow my film editorial website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. I'm currently reviewing every single Best Picture winner. Um, by the time this pod is up, Gone with the Wind will be up, and I didn't give it a perfect rating, so sue me if you want. Um, <laughs> and you can still submit your reader's poll for your favorite films of the decade. So go ahead, submit your favorite films. I can't be Gone with the Wind. That didn't come out this decade, nor do I care. So, uh, yeah, send me your favorite films of the last 10 years. Jay, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Find uh, my work and our podcast on Raptors HQ. Um, every Monday, I will be posting uh, the wrap up, which is a preview of the the week's games for the Raptors. Um, and yeah, next week, you know, we've already talked about Boston and, and Chicago, the back to back. Next week's going to be interesting because uh, we've got a a trio of of rematches to look forward to. We've got a, a home game against Orlando, a home game against Dwayne Casey and the Pistons, and a visit to Milwaukee. So lots to look forward to next week. We've got lots to talk about in the next episode. We're definitely going to talk about that. But um, uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. Jay, nice. where can we find you? Very nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jlon 20 and us, all three of us on twitter at that's a rap pod and make sure to find us on raptors hq because that is our home base make sure to keep uh, send us a follow send us a tweet send us anything you like on twitter we love to interact with you guys and make sure to subscribe and rate us on itunes because that really helps us with our ratings final last notes congratulations salt lake city for being selected 2023 all-star game for the nba and also eastern conference finals baby tfc they will see red until next time boys That's a wrap.